Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Most of the time, these, these celebrity Christians, we can't really get close enough to, to really discern if there's envy present, but the self-seeking part, the selfish ambition, you can usually spot that even from afar off. Do they talk more about themselves and their church and their ministry and their needs than they do Jesus? It, it, do they focus on you getting what you want? If they do, it's just so they can get what they want. And what they're telling you is that if you give me what I want, then I'm going to pray and He'll give you what you want. There are those in this world that try to take advantage of well-intentioned believers and manipulate them into giving money or goods that simply serve their selfish ambitions. In today's message, Pastor Robert warns us to be on the lookout for these deceivers and practice discernment when we encounter new ministries. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. He says, that smells like smoke. It's, it's from the pit. And we need to recognize it as such in ourselves and in others. Now, as my wife is so fond of saying, please don't hear what I'm not saying. Okay? I'm not telling you that ambition is evil. I'm ambitious. I'm ambitious. I'm a hard worker. I'm diligent. My kids tell me it's my favorite word. It's one of my favorite words. Faithful is another one. Absolutely. But as Jeremiah the prophet warns, I can't tell you exactly which chapter, can't remember, but God says, do you seek great things for yourself? Don't. That's good counsel. See, it doesn't mean you shouldn't seek great things. Do you seek great things for yourself? Selfish ambition is wicked. Selfish ambition. Everybody follow me? It's the selfish part that we need to recognize and reject. That's what we need to recognize and reject. See, if you recognize it as being from the pit, well, then there won't be any envy because when you see the people around you, when you see people in your world succeeding and being blessed, you'll be able to be happy for them. It doesn't have any bearing on what God is doing in my life because what He has for me, it's for me. You can't steal it. You can't take it away. It's for me. And the one who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and who does see the future has established that from eternity past. Ephesians 2.10 tells us that from the beginning, you know, from way before I was born, he established the good works for me to walk in. 
He's already laid it out. We need to know that. And we need to be able to spot it because he tells us, verse 16, and I'm finishing up now in James chapter 3. Verse 16, he says, For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Did you catch that? How much evil? Every evil thing. If there's envy and self-seeking, there's confusion and every evil thing behind it. You may not be able to see it, but it's there. Envy and self-seeking are destructive in your life and in the lives of the people around you. Now listen, what are we talking about here though? What's the context? Preachers. Supposed Christian leaders. Do you understand how many of our celebrity Christians today are just fakes? They're just frauds. They're not seeking to build a kingdom for Jesus. They're seeking to build a kingdom for themselves. But how can you tell? Well, he's given us some clues here. What are they all about? What are they all about? Now, most of the time, these these celebrity Christians, we can't really get close enough to to really discern if there's envy present. But the self-seeking part, the selfish ambition, you can usually spot that even from afar off. Do they talk more about themselves and their church and their ministry and their needs than they do Jesus? Do they focus on you getting what you want? If they do, it's just so they can get what they want. And what they're telling you is that if you give me what I want, then I'm going to pray and He'll give you what you want. And you watch the pattern. They're like a broken record. You write me a check and I'm going to send you this wallet that will always be full because I've prayed over it and God has blessed it. And I'll send it. It's a free gift from me. You just send me your gift of $25 or $50 and I'm going to send you this anointed wallet that will never, ever again be be empty. Well, then why doesn't he keep it? He's prayed over it. It's blessed. It's always going to be full. Why do you need my money? Right? No, no, no. It's a sham. It's fake. It's pretense. And you need to, you need to pay attention and, and not be gullible and realize they're out there. They're all over the place. The second thing from the passage that I want you to notice is that not everybody out there is a shyster. You know, one of the things that I encounter a lot these days, I encounter, particularly in the unbelieving community, you know, as I'm just out there with law enforcement and, and kind of out there in the world, there are those who have come to the conclusion that every minister of the gospel and maybe even every Christian is a hypocrite. We're all liars and shysters and crooks. No, there are some who are sincere. Some of us are sincere. And you need to understand the difference and the mark. You know what the mark is? Look at what Paul says. Go back to Philippians chapter 1 with me. Let's go back to the passage and read it one more time. Philippians 1.15 The way he words this, I think he's responding to something that they said. You know, some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife. And some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition. Not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my change. They they think that their success is going to drive me crazy. When when I see that that they have a big following, that I'm going to freak out. Verse 17. But he says, the latter do it out of what? Love. That's how you spot them. That's how you tell the difference. You've got one that's completely focused on self. Building themselves a successful church. Building themselves 
a little kingdom. And they're focused on who's got the bigger church and who, you know, and this and that and whatever. And that's the focus. It's a self-centered, self-seeking focus. But he says the sincere servants, it's out of love. Goodwill, it's out of love. They're not going to be perfect because none of us are, right? They'll make mistakes. They may get things wrong, but, but what they're doing, they're doing out of love. You know, one of the most loving things that, that's ever been done to me, 15 years ago, my assistant pastor, first assistant pastor, came to me. He said, I, I need to talk to you about something. Can you meet me at your office? And um, Steve was a, he was a, basically a prosecuting attorney, I guess, for, for the SEC and a volunteer assistant pastor. And he, he met me at my office. We sat down and he chewed me out. Some of you have heard the story before. Oh, he tore into me. And, and I, you know, I, I told him later that it, it was something to the effect, but I'll, I'll tell you, it was the most confrontational confrontation I've ever encountered. You, you know what I mean? It was like, and it caused a, it caused a problem between us for, for just a little while. And when I say a little while, I'm talking weeks. Because he was, oh, he was, he was upset with me. But he was pointing out some things to me that were destructive in my life. Do you know how loving that is? I mean, he risked our friendship. Big time. Because he, boy, he tore into me. Now, he and I are, are he's one of my best friends on the planet today. He emailed me a prayer request yesterday. He's, he's on his way to Ireland today. He's flying to Ireland with a missions team. They're, they're going to be doing basketball and soccer camps in Ireland, sharing the gospel this week. So pray for him. Taking his youngest daughter with him. We're close. But one of the reasons that we're close is that he loved me enough to rip into me when I needed it. Do you get that? See, if he had not done that, I don't know if I'd be married today. I was a horrible husband. And he saw it. And he sat me down and basically said to me, bro, you are a, you are a horrible husband. But he loved me too much not to go there. Can you see that? It was love. That motivated, and I knew that. Which is why we're still friends today, even though he made me really mad. Thanks so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing. And we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask that you prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. 
subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.